Hello, and welcome back to Antidepressing the Show. We're back. We it's, are. It's our first or second episode, depending. Who's um, to say? Who's when this to comes say? Out. But who's honestly, to say? So we're fun. excited to be here. Yeah. This is the show where we talk about everything from liturgy to Lexapro, and we look at pop culture through the lens of our faith. And we're excited to share three stories with you today. But first, related to our stories later, we are going to talk about. If we could have married one of our musician crushes from one of our favorite bands as our youth, who would it be and why? But we're answering for each other. Mm. Okay. So I'll answer for you first. I already know the answer. Jasmine already married Stephen Jobert. She won the the fangirl lottery. My OG band yeah, crush. OG band crush. Um, and he had a crush on her too. How many times does that happen where it's reciprocated? Can you believe it? Not a lot. Um, yeah. So you actually won that. Pedo, if Steven did not <laughs> exist, um, then I know that you would marry Nick Jonas, which mm-hmm. is a great mm-hmm. choice. You have a kind heart. Um, I don't know if you were some of like some of us that once Nick Jonas um, revealed that he had diabetes, you were that, like, I can heal him. I don't know if you were. I know that as took insane. time for me to get over. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> yeah. hard. That was hard. I was scared and stressed. Yeah. I remember going on my family computer and like Googling how much insulin costs. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty can sure. Can I heal him? I can support him. Um, so <laughs> yours would definitely be Nick Jonas for sure. 100%. Yep. 100%. Yours as an adult woman, and this will reveal a little bit of one of your toxic traits, would be uh, John Mayer for yeah. sure, I yeah. think. Um, mm-hmm. Just the edginess, the moodiness. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's the instability for me. Yeah, it's he, the angst. Yeah, for he sure. did a. Um, he did a podcast where he was interviewed on this podcast called Call Her Daddy, and he was interviewed, and he said something about hit the kind of girl that he would like would be a girl that would just show up at his house, sit on his couch, <laughs> eat snacks, they don't have to talk, she leaves. And you were like, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple seconds later, I was like, I should want more for myself. You should, um, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so in my adulthood, intoxica. Yes. yes. Yeah. In mm-hmm. your youth, um, pure of heart, I think you would have fought me to the death for Nick Jonas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We would have been fighting. Um, but you had a little moment where you hopped brothers, mm. uh, which I think we should acknowledge that yeah. Camp Rock came out and you hard skip to Joe Jonas. I did. No, I did. It was something about the hair, the dancing, yeah. the the musicality. I don't yes. even know if that if that means anything for what I'm actually talking about. But I don't know he was just very spicy. It was too. the moment he came in during like the band the final whatever. I oh, don't yeah. know. Whereas this is me he with was Demi like, Lovato. You're yeah. the voice I hear inside my head. Absolutely. And Chanel was like, I am I'm the, the voice that yes. he's singing. <laughs> yeah. So there, it was something about that to 13 year old Chanel that I was like, it's just mm-hmm. so spicy to me. So I definitely, um, I was like, you know, Nick can take care of himself. And then Nick started yeah. dating Miley. And I was like, ugh. I that just, was the whole thing. That was yeah, hard I was for like, all of us. I was just like, I don't know, but maybe Joe will be single forever. Who knows? Um, Who knows? But now he has two beautiful kids, so God bless. Cheers to him. I'm happy for him, Cheers right? to both of them. Am I? I don't know. So. I don't know if you are. You could hop skip. I am not. I am so. happily married. But you could maybe <laughs> fight for him. <laughs> You're like, I married my band crush. I am the winner. 
if this is a competition. Got it. Okay. So great. So wonderful. So um, enough of me feeling sorry for myself. Uh, this will turn into that You're podcast. Great, yeah. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. So why don't we um, just slide right into the stories of the day? So our first story is one that you have for us. Can yes. Our first story is probably the least depressing of ah. our antidepressing day. Uh, and that is that an eight-year-old boy found out that his Waffle House uh, waiter that he generally saw uh, was living in a motel. And so he started a fundraiser and raised over $100,000 for him and his family. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. There's Beautiful. something about those stories that I just love. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering like what the re- I mean, what the reason is. I could be pessimistic and say it's because this world is depressing. So <laughs> when you see positive things, you're like, you're yeah. Shook. yeah. Yeah, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is it. Um, but then also there's a part of me that's like, you know, we're just, all of us are wired to be charitable and to want yeah. to help others. Especially and, when you're eight years old. Yeah, especially yeah. when you're little because it's just like, you're just, all you see is someone that's suffering. You know, even your babies, yeah. you know, even when they're at their sassiest, they're like, Noelle will still say to her little sister, Joy, she'll be like, do you want this? Do you need help? Still trying. Yeah, Mm -hmm. still trying because in their minds, all they see is just like wanting to help. And that's such a beautiful thing. I'm curious for you, Mm -hmm. when was the last time that you felt kind of like inspired to help and to, yeah. to help someone and you know how how do you kind of do that in your day-to-day life really putting you on the spot because if you're not charitable this answer like, would absolutely i've suck, never so. helped anyone <laughs> <laughs> if you're not a nice person then this is going to be this the is going to be hard for me this yeah. is going to be hard for me um no i think honestly the biggest thing for me lately i mean obviously i'm home with my kids all day every day so my exposure to the outside world is pretty limited Uh, And so I think a big focus and something that's been on my heart is like to show my kids what that looks like. Mm. Uh, And so especially like just the acknowledgement of other people as human beings, like especially the people who are helping you, the people that are like waiting on you at a restaurant, that kind of stuff has been really important to me. Um, And then also just like teaching them about the realities. Like the other day, Noelle learned for the first time that some people don't have homes, which mm. was so crazy because she was like, well, why don't we give them houses? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> mm. I was like, that would be great, right? If we could just give them all the houses. And so getting to have those conversations. But then it really does push me to think like, okay, well, what could we be doing more of? And obviously I also work for a mission trip organization. And so I think something that I've been focusing on is being intentional about what kind of service sites I want our teens to go to this summer and what that looks like and what like good service looks like Mm -hmm. um service that will have like a lasting impact service that is like person to person and meaningful um and so that's been really important to me to kind of like look for that because those opportunities to serve have been really important informing me into somebody who like values that um and who looks for it in the day-to-day and so I think Long answer to your question, but my focus has been more on just, like, the everyday, like, okay, I don't have to, like, plan for a Saturday. I'm going to go do, like, this service to this community, but, like, how can I serve everyone I encounter each day, Mm. and what can that look like in making it more like a practical everyday Mm. part of my life? Like, going off of that, something I want to shout out for you is that when I read this article, I immediately thought of you, and I'm doing the pray 40 challenge 
on Hallow right now. And there was one of the days where someone was talking about how we take advantage of so many people who do things for us. Like you go to a coffee shop, you don't even look a person in the eye and you're just like, ask for your coffee and ignore them. Um, and you don't look at your waiter in the eye. You don't look at a homeless person in the eye. And I think of like my experiences with you and you are never like that. You always focus on like making people feel human and acknowledging their help. And I mean, we've been running camps together for almost 10 years. And every time we get to a school, you will find like the janitorial staff and the like admins and all of those people first. And you're like, I'm Chanel. What's your name? What's your name? And like, if you see someone taking out the trash, you will like run after them to be like, what's your name? And you remember every time. And when you see them in the hallway, you're like, oh my gosh, hey, hey, Gertrude, how's it going? (laughs) And you're like, thank you so much for everything you do in that like, I see that, the people around you see that, and that has been so inspiring to me to just, like, those little ways of taking a pause from what you're doing to acknowledge someone's humanity, make people feel so important, Mm. and you do an amazing job at that. So thank you for being you. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, Those compliments almost make up for the fact that you won the competition of actually marrying your band crush Um, (laughs) almost yes no so yeah but it's it's so it's so beautiful you know just through through in the mind of babes you know everything is just so pure and wonderful and they just want to love even when they're being sassy you know they just want to put others above them and um and in a lot of ways we can do that um in ways that aren't even burdensome, like you were saying, because yeah. sometimes we don't have to wait for some big mission trip or some big opportunity. It can exactly. just be mm-hmm. acknowledging the exhausted people at your local post office or whatever yeah. and just being like, man, I know you're really tired, but you're doing a great job. Or yes. I know you're kind of have a lot of tables, but you're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being a human being, because I think yeah. a lot of us, while we feel encouraged about these kind of stories is because you know, so many times all that we do see in media is things that are like just so negative, right? Like people not being other people, not acknowledging Mm -hmm. human beings. And it can just become so much of a downer. So when we see things like this, I remember stories, a story years ago of this woman at Waffle House as well. Mm -hmm. Waffle House. Waffle House. It's a God's God's restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. So (laughs) this woman at Waffle House, um, she was a cashier and she saw this old man eating and like cut up his food for him and helped feed him while he was there mm-hmm. and just sat or just stood there at the counter and fed him so while sweet. he was sitting um for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. and the story got you know so po- viral and it was just i mean it's things like this happen because we're like it brings us back to the idea that we all do belong to each other yeah. you know and we're responsible for one another and you don't have to do something like raise a hundred thousand dollars but that's also great so yeah so that's like our biggest call as christians as catholics is like to see jesus in one another and like serve in that way and so this is such a like you're saying an extreme example of that and some people might think like well i'm not gonna do a fundraiser for a hundred thousand dollars but like how can you acknowledge the other in your day today in your day this week in this month like in what ways are you gonna like acknowledge each other's humanity. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of, you know, acknowledging humanity, our next story is a disregard for humanity. So, um, yeah, big yikes. So our next story is all about um, Chris Rock's new stand-up special um, where he talks all about 
Will Smith and the infamous Oscar slap. So if you have not been on planet Earth in the past couple of years, you might have missed this uh, huge moment. I think just a year ago, yeah. the Oscars are in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, just a year ago, Chris Rock was presenting uh, or hosting and yeah. Um, Will Smith got on stage and said some words that I do not think we're allowed to say on this podcast (laughs) and uh, yeah and slapped Chris Rock in In the the face face. and it Mm -hmm. has been and I mean I think Chris Rock could have like easily gotten a concussion that was a hard hit so yeah he claims he did he claims he did and so it has been a year Um, Chris Rock has not said anything we have all been waiting on our hands to see what he mm-hmm. has said he has not released like any media statements. No, but he has been touring with the stand-up special. Yes. And has been making jokes about it. Yep. And so. Which, big disclaimer, if you're going to listen to that special, there are some funny moments and there are also some pretty intense like graphic moments. Yep. And I would not uh, recommend. There so, we go. <laughs> so, so this is our <laughs> disclaimer that we're not saying you should go listen to this Netflix special and but. it's awesome. But the end seven minutes talk about this there it is and this is applicable to what we're talking about today yes y'all so we don't (laughs) want any letters saying (laughs) don't say anything crazy we were not into the jokes he was making in the middle so that's that's it there it is yes so but him you know him being slapped by will smith was i remember exactly where i was yeah i remember what i was doing i was on a book study about boundaries with my sisters (laughs) and uh i stopped the book study as i do and i was like do you guys see what's happening on twitter right now and it was all about this slap Mm -hmm. at first i thought it was a joke it was not not. um and so chris rock talked all about it in his new special um and can Mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about like what you heard what happened i am that what happened yeah it sounded like i think a lot of people were like what happened in this moment and did like chris rock say something that went too far and in the special he was saying like well years ago uh jada pickett smith right that's her full name uh she was upset about her husband will not getting nominated for an award so she went on to like badmouth chris rock for continuing to present at these awards um even though her husband didn't get nominated so she's always kind of had beef with him um and his thing was like i am gonna get a paycheck i don't really care what happens to your husband um and then years later he kind of had his moment to like show her and so he made a joke about her that probably uncalled for right Mm -hmm. Uh, and Will Smith got very upset and came up and slapped Chris Rock. And Chris Rock in the special also made all sorts of references to the fact that, like, Will and Jada's marriage may not be as a uh, beautiful fairy tale as we all thought. For anyone that keeps up, Ugh. like, on, uh, if you listen to, I, I listen to all kinds of entertainment news mm-hmm. and uh, Chris Rock and, or Chris Rock, uh Will Smith and Jada and their entanglement is all over everything. And it's a uh, little messy. Yeah, so it's definitely a little messy. So uh, one thing that struck me about the the special was Chris Rock talking about how he loved Will Smith. Yes, like, like idolized. Idolized mm-hmm. Will Smith. And, um, and how he was just like, dude, it was so disappointing like to be well yeah. i mean it's disappointing to be disregarded as a person he slapped in the <laughs> face, slapped in the face. that's ultimate <laughs> i mean wow disappointing um Bummer. but it just also to be like 
slapped in the face by your by an idol, idol. like yes. i mean he was saying that he's watched will smith perform he's watched him mm-hmm. he's followed his career he's recommended him for things and it's just like such a bummer and i was thinking about kind of just in our own day-to-day lives how we have people that we idolize and especially Absolutely. you know celebrity culture and mm-hmm. um you know people that we look up to and just how I don't know, because this could be a conversa- a bigger conversation on like cancel culture and just celebrity culture and yeah. idolization. But I know that you are super grounded at talking about kind of lifting people up and how that can be really disappointing sometimes Yeah, when they eventually let you down. So Yeah, I think there's like a very toxic trait in our culture to put celebrities on this like idolic like platform where mm-hmm. we are like they can do no wrong and i mean we have our people like that and i will stand for my people yep. um but at the same time i'm like okay if taylor swift turned around and did something crazy would i be like she did not do that i would mm-hmm. not i would be like you know what i do not know that woman i do not know that woman i do not mm-hmm. know what she does in her free time i just like her songs right but i think people get into this very like addicted to a celebrity where they'll like fight for them and we Mm. saw that a lot in like the Johnny Depp trial that people Mm. were like he would never and then his therapist was on the stand we're like he would (laughs) he was like (laughs) crazy right he has tendencies Um, for violence yeah Yeah. he's like a little Mm -hmm. violent um and then people were still like they're all wrong right Mm. but we like are obsessed with our people and claim that they can do no wrong and I do think like even though obviously Chris Rock also developed a relationship with Will Smith that wasn't that like he had this idolism of who he was and was like, oh, he is like the greatest, like he's paving the way for all of us. Um, And in a lot of ways he was. And I think still, even when like Will Smith slaps Chris Rock on television, people were like, it must have been a joke. Will Smith would never. I remember that. Or people were like, he was defending his wife. Like, it's Mm. beautiful that he did that. Like, you need to defend your wife if someone says something crazy on television. And she was like, so I don't, like, she didn't really seem like she wanted her husband to go up and slap somebody in the face, right? Um, and so I do think, like, when we put someone on such a platform, we have a tendency for disappointment. Um, mm. And people will let us down, especially people we don't know, to, like, think they're the world like that. It's just going to lead to disappointment. Yeah. You know? And that's that's a, yeah, that's a wonderful point and example. And I think, like, a lot of us, what I think of, especially, you know, in, in, christian culture Mm -hmm. we have this kind of ideal of when people like regular celebrities regular people will say oh you know i have accepted jesus as my lord and savior or Mm -hmm. i whatever and then immediately we're like boom yes like you know television television appearances yes like parades like special prayers like Mm -hmm. we're naming novenas after you like yes like we're doing it and yeah it just becomes so intense and I I just, I'm curious and, you know, obviously like we don't know all the answers, but I just, I'm just always curious about like how that balance can be achieved. Yeah. Because it's good to look up to people because then, I mean, what would we be if we didn't have idols? I mean, my biggest is my mother. And so. That's true, but but, she's a saint. But she is. She's probably listening. She's like, don't you dare say something bad about me. But it's like, she is. But it's like, but sometimes am I also like, Stace, if you come in my room one more time without knocking, I'm going to be over it. Yeah. Like I'm absolutely sleeping at one o'clock. So it's hard to like, it's hard to have that balance of, you know, respect, 
but also knowing that people can be people. And not to say if Chris Rock would have been like, oh, Will Smith's just a regular person like I am, that it would have made the, you know, infringement on his personal boundaries any easier. Mm -hmm. But I just, I'm thinking through like, how much more is it horrible when we think that someone can do nothing wrong? And then they do something wrong. And then they do something wrong. And to us, like how extreme is that? And I'm wondering what you think, like, are the theological implications on somebody who's like looked up to somebody for so long and then all of a sudden it's like, well, this person that I thought was everything now disappointed me or hurt Mm. me. And like, what do you think kind of relationship that can have or effect that can have on somebody's faith? I mean, probably a really intense one. I can imagine, like, I can imagine one for the responsibility of the person. It's all of us. I I think about, um, you know, Jesus saying, if you're a teacher, you know, if you hold some sort of position of leadership, you'll be judged more harshly. Like you have a greater responsibility to not be horrible. Yeah. Um, And so the implication on that person's soul is intense. Yeah. But then also, you know, just as a person that's a receptor of whatever, a receiver of whatever that person is offering, I imagine that's just such a bummer. And I know for me, when I was in college, I had moments with, you know, with different groups and different Mm -hmm. people. And I just remember being so you you get shell shocked, you know, because yeah. you hold people up to this standard and when they don't meet that, it's hard, especially when you give it's you know, you give uh people no latitude, right? Yeah. Totally. And um and it's just and it's super tough. So I can imagine that it can be a moment of complete fracturing of faith. I've met many people and I have many good friends that are like you know, have their faith be something where they're having a difficult time or they have had a difficult time because they're like, man, I've just been so let down, you know, and that's fair. Um, And so it's just, it's interesting to think about how we can balance that because should we be saying to people, oh, just set your expectations lower or should, (laughs) because that also is the worst. Mm -hmm. Or should we be saying to people like, okay, it's fair that you're disappointed, but you know, God has conquered the earth. So like ultimately it's no big deal. Like how do you, you know? Yeah. And I think too, going off what you're saying, a lot of people like make these celebrities their God. Mm. And then when they are disappointed, they're like, well, why would I believe in anything if I can't Mm. believe in this? Mm -hmm. And I think like as a culture, people feel very hopeless. And I imagine like, if you don't believe in God, like what is the hope? Like Mm. you loved this celebrity and then they disappointed you. And then you like, ride or died for this president and then he disappointed you and then you like yeah people just keep being disappointed because people are always going to disappoint you and that is my depressing point of the day (laughs) because they are right like i'm married my husband is incredible Mm -hmm. impresses me every day but there are times where you could be a little disappointed right and vice versa because i am not an angel every day right Mm -hmm. um but it's like, am I losing my faith in who he is as a person? Am I, is my world like ruined because he didn't unload the dishwasher? Like, no. And I think the idea of like being disappointed in someone is fine if they are not like made to be your God. Like if you are not worshiping That's them, a good distinction. You know? Yeah, that's a good distinction. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's okay, but we just have to put people in their appropriate place. Yes. And then, mm-hmm. and then it will be, it will make that less severe 
Yeah. So. And like there's still hope mm-hmm. because there's somebody who isn't disappointing us. You know? Wow. Yes. Definitely a depressing point of the day. Thank you, Jasmine, for bringing us down. You're so welcome. Um, <laughs> I ended with hope. No, you ended with hope. No, there, there is, hope is there the is gospel. hope. Jasmine was like, honestly, I'm about to bring this whole thing down, but don't forget that I'm I won. building it back up. I married my band crush and you all did not. So, um, yeah. So Good transition. No, good transition. So speaking of band crush, um, you know, our last story of the day is just really rounding it out. The Jonas Brothers came out with new music. Everything begins and ends with, with Jonas. Jonas. Wow. He is the beginning. No, be- no, too soon. Too, <laughs> too soon. far. Too, yeah, too far. Too far. Too much. Um, so the Jonas Brothers are coming out with a new album. I believe that it's coming out in May. Um, Something like that. I think so. May 2023. Um, And they came out with a single, and it's called Wings. And it is funky. It's Mm -hmm. cool. It's funky. It's like, it's so fun. It's definitely like... It's good vibes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's good vibes. It's like, just fun like dancing very around 80s, very, very 80s, 80s super like. chill yeah yeah super fun and i feel like everyone's kind of segueing into that kind of music like john mayer's last album sob rock was kind of that vibe you would bring up john mayer. i would bring up john mayer um <laughs> and for reasons we can talk about on another podcast he another is very time. controversial yes 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 uh, pero his music is so good so um <laughs> but yeah so like uh, you know, they came out with their new song Wings yep. and which I don't know how much we're allowed to play of songs on a podcast because yeah, I don't know if you have to pay have. like streaming rights. So I don't know the rules. We won't play. It. We won't play it. Um, but I'll, you should listen to it. It's like you are the one. Da, 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 da. So that's essentially that it. So, yeah, you've listened to it. Um, <laughs> and so they came out with this new song. So great. And they're coming out with new music. I saw them. Wow, a year and a half ago in concert, so good. Beautiful. Yes, and when they go on tour again, we're gonna we go. Will be there. Yes, and um, they were actually my first concert when I was in ninth grade, mm-hmm. so full circle. And they are just one. They were one of the most influential bands when I was younger. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I just listened to them all the time. I would come home, watch interviews of them you know cut out nick's face on magazines always it was just i was like obsessed with them yes tell me something to what degree did they influence your life oh oh my gosh like so much i mean i definitely thought i had diabetes for like 10 years so you still might (laughs) (laughs) i know diabetes does run in my family every other day i'm like like years ago no years ago uh jasmine's been my friend for like 10 years and almost every year i'll be like oh man i just like don't want to have diabetes and you're like just get your blood tested (laughs) (laughs) so definitely very influential and making me more health conscious which was great Mm -hmm. um but also just in you know, being, helping me feel like, wow, being a Christian is so cool. Like, so cool. So cool. You know, in, in Jonas Brothers' smash hit, Love Bug, oh. um, when they say, uh, when Nick says, um, I can't get your smile out of my mind, can't get you out of my mind. Modesty is just so hard to find. I remember oh. being like, I was what? like, I am here. Huh? I'm hard to find, but I'm here. Modesty? Modesty. Uh, yeah, shook, Modesty shook, shook. Modesty baby. Yeah, so they made me want to be a Christian so bad um, and be it seriously, so Absolutely. much so that I brought my booty to Cato's um, and Claire's and I found Here myself a purity ring. 
Um, I begged my mom Beautiful. for a purity ring. Yes. Um, and it was just everything to me. I wore that with confidence for everyone listening. Yes, wore. No, just kidding. But yes, I did wear it. She's I don't so wear it anymore. It. I am. I still have it. Should um, make a clarification. Yeah, I should make a clarification. That's why I was like, hmm. but <laughs> I wore that with confidence and I loved it. And they influenced me so tremendously. Proud. And I know that you were also part of Purity Ring Gang. I was Not because of the blast. Jonas Brothers. Because of the Jonas yes, Brothers. I was yes. in eighth grade and I read a article and probably like what was that like teen whatever yeah teen b Uh, teen heart there was Mm -hmm. and it was all about how they had purity rings and they were like unapologetically gonna wait for marriage yeah i was like i will also wait for nick jonas yep Um, (laughs) and that's the distinction was i going to wait for marriage or or was i gonna wait for nick jonas it was gray at first i would say um but i was inspired that like really shook me to see someone in celebrity culture that was one talking about their faith two talking about purity which is something i was like pretty already on board with uh and so i was like this is it and i went to my mom and i was like i need a purity ring and she was like what is that and what are you talking about uh and i explained it to her and I tried really hard to not say that it had anything to do with the Jonas Brothers because my mom would have been like, what? Knowing your mom, she would have been like, uh, uh, I'm not. P- no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but surprisingly, still, even after I did not bring up the Jonas Brothers, my mom said, now some context, I was homeschooled until eighth grade. Mm. In eighth grade, I went to a school where there were three people in my eighth grade class. Me, mm. another girl who's my best friend, and a boy that neither of us had crushes on okay and my mom was like here's the thing you kind of only know your brothers and like a handful of boys that aren't like the cutest um so she's like what we're gonna do is you can go through a year of high school maybe have some crushes see if some boys like you and at the end of your freshman year of high school when it's your birthday in april if you still want a purity ring then great She's like, but why don't you just, like, get to know some boys that aren't your brothers and, like, we'll check back in. Got it. I was offended. Like, cut deep, (laughs) man. So I was like, you think I'm just going to go to high school and be crazy? Um, Which your story was actually pretty similar. Your mom was not like, let's head down to Claire's right away. She was not, which honestly, uh, Stacey, uh, it hurt me. I will never forget it. It did. Uh, I've been working through it. No, just kidding. But I have. (laughs) But yes, we were in the car. We were driving. And I was like, mommy, I think I want to get a purity ring. And she was like, okay. Um, who is, who are you planning on having sex with? And I said, um, (laughs) I said, uh, cut throat, Stacey. Uh. Yes. So absolutely no one at that time. Uh, not because I was not cute. I was definitely, I was cute. I was rocking my little, like, you know, like mohawk. Um, I had my pink (laughs) hair. I had my, had my Christian, uh, punny shirts and, uh, yeah. So I was definitely something. And, but I just remember her being like, Chanel, I just don't know. I think it's okay. Like, I don't, I don't think, (laughs) I don't think you're pressed to show people that you're pure. (laughs) And I had to work through that for a long time. So, <laughs> so yeah, so the Jonas Brothers definitely influenced me um, pretty severely in that way. Yeah. And, uh, for we both years, ended up with purity rings. We did. We yeah. both ended mm-hmm. up with purity rings. And uh, I got mine blessed. It was like a whole thing. Blah, whole blah. Thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so it's just crazy how, you know, influential that kind of 
that that culture can be, especially when it comes again, like from celebrities and that yeah. kind of dynamic. It's and wild that both of us were influenced by like the one celebrities who were into purity culture. Yep. Uh, and you think about like, I mean, I have my purity ring till I got married. You know, so we yeah. like rock that. And I remember like giving a talk at camp my first summer working there and talking about it. And then like some other girls got purity rings. And I want to preface that, you know, how some purity culture is a little like, and now I'm going to present you these rings and you all need to get one right now. Not in that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think like that was a positive impact they had. And then we were a little crushed, but not crushed enough to take off our rings. When, when they said, <laughs> hey, we... LOL, you guys. Not it was a joke. It. <laughs> it was a joke. We were not actually virgins. We were not. And uh, it was not worth waiting for. It was not it was, worth I it, think you guys. Kevin Jonas's exact quote when he got married, he was like, I waited and that was not worth, worth it. it. I could have just... And that crushed us. Could have been doing this for a long time. Yeah, and honestly, vibe kill. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's like, it's so crazy how, you know, so influenced by them, looks so much up to them and still think that, you know, they're like, they seem like cool dudes. They have families now, yeah, kids, et cetera. But mm-hmm. it's interesting in that like formative time of your life, you know, you, I was so pressed. Like yes, I would have been wanted like, to be just like wanted them. to be just mm-hmm. like them. And I'm curious, do you have another, you know, band or group when you were younger? I'm, I'm specifically thinking of like all the Christian bands that came yes. out during like the God era of Christian music, you know, um, outside of, your husband's era. Of course. Um, wh- like, were you heavily influenced by any other, you know, artists yeah. back in the day? That's a good question. I pretty much wrote in the, like, once I was into it in, like, late high school, mm-hmm. I hung out a lot with, like, my core members at, like, events and stuff, and they always were just, like, crushing the Caleb, you know, mm-hmm. like, all that stuff. Um, so I would, like, bop with some of, like, just the in-the-pocket Christian stuff that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. We don't even need to go there. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. And I was into that. But really, as funny as it is, my husband's old music back in the Aileron era, mm-hmm. um, when everything was fresh, is really the first stuff that I was like, whoa, this is Christian music that isn't, like, K-Love vibes. Mm-hmm. And much love to everybody who has music featured on K-Love. <laughs> <laughs> but, much love to my K-Love crew. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, but it was like still like rock and punk and like all the things that I loved about like some of those bands. Because mm-hmm. I was a big like punk rock but cutesy girl, you know, in high school. Yeah, yeah. And so being able to like listen to that Aileron music, that was the first band that I was like, here we Oh, in my first summer at camp in 2011, little small jazz man, I was like, this is crazy. They're so good. And got posters signed of them, had a signed poster of my future husband on my wall. Um, Loved it. And that was also just the first time I'd ever heard praise and worship played during adoration. And it was just such like a moving, game-changing experience for me. Actually, my first time in adoration as well. So everything at one time. Mm. Um, but yeah, that kind of launched me into the like Reliant K switchfoot vibe. Um, and then I found like my little pocket. One time I saw red jumpsuit apparatus at oh like a Christian gosh. festival. And I was like, I am relevant. <laughs> <laughs> I felt amazing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. My husband's aileron stuff really got me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aileron has some hits. They have 
what did the kids say? They have bangers, right? They have bangers. Yeah. Bops is out, right? Bops is bangers out. I think out. Okay. bops are, yeah, a little too old Yeah, school. thank you. Um, but yeah, I, that's interesting that you say that. So your husband's music, definitely rock. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was more edgy than you in this instance. Oh, I know. I Always. was very, very much. So I was very into um, Flyleaf. Did you ever listen to that? I did. Okay, yes. Yeah, so Flyleaf was it. And until I figured out, so I went through, uh, which, you know, could be for another episode where, you know, went through my whole uh, not God era, um, mm-hmm. not believing in him when I was in high school and uh middle school and i just remember listening to flyleaf and being like man like this is the edgiest like they get it Mm -hmm. like they're they feel rage like they're upset and my youth minister at the time um saying like wow you know can you believe like christian bands are making such good music and i was like what i'm shocked so disappointed so then you know so then we segue (laughs) into just being disappointed because i held them up to such i was like no they can't be cool and christian Christian. like what (laughs) um but yeah but for everyone out there if uh, you know the god era of christian music uh flyleaf which is kind of a little jarring at first if you you know it's a kind of can kind of be a little intense Mm -hmm. but then i was definitely heavy on the mercy me yes heavy on the switch foot um, we so also should... notably both went through a little bit of a skillet phase. Oh, heavy <laughs> on the skillet. Heavy. How that did I even forget? Me. I saw skillet live. I saw skillet live yeah. and I saw. Um... We also both saw the Newsboys live. Yes. In that spinning. Yeah, drummer. I we saw the like, Newsboys. This is the craziest thing I've ever Yes, I think I saw them right before sure. that God movie came out that they had music in. Yeah, uh... they went so hard for that movie. Yeah, whatever yeah. that God movie was. But um, <laughs> I can't remember. God's God, oh, God's not dead. <laughs> I was like, God's not real. But, I've never seen um, um, but yeah, but uh, like, oh my gosh, so heavy on the skillet, especially so love heavy. that song. Um, I feel it in my skin. <laughs> I feel like a monster. Oh a man, I mm-hmm. love them. So yeah. it's just so funny how those things stick with us. And and honestly, probably after we're done recording, I will listen to just probably like 2000s Christian mm-hmm. music yeah. as we're cleaning up our recording space. But yeah, like I just, it's it's so interesting how, you know, certain bands just continue to exist. You yeah. know, we have Switchfoot still existing. And then we have new bands that are coming on the scene. We have Lauren Daigle. We yeah, have Sarah Kroger. Mm-hmm. We have, you know... Um, who else do we have? We have your husband. Yeah, I mean, we, we listen have to Novum stuff. Yeah, All the Novum, Novum artists, were, mm-hmm. we bop with that. Yeah, Flynn. It's like, we have, yeah, s- there's great. so mm-hmm. many bands that are just like doing such a good job yes. at, at just like helping us worship the Lord. Yeah, like, and not always in like a slow praise and worship. I am constantly saying like, God is awesome. Yeah. You know, um, but like in different ways or just music that's wholesome that doesn't say anything crazy yes like even like ben rector's music like wholesome but not saying anything like nuts yes Mm -hmm. and just like so good but also that guy's like playing at the kennedy center Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like such a gift so let me ask you this all good things on the heavy like heavy praise and worship side okay what is the song that you're in adoration and it starts getting played like you hear the little guitar intro come in you hear the little piano intro and you're like oh I'm going to cry. Got it. Okay. What is your song? Got it. I. Are you going to play it? I don't know <laughs> if we, you know, you guys, you'll know if we can't afford to pay for this. Uh, for if this, there's silence in the next couple <laughs> if seconds. If there's silence in the next couple seconds. Um, Only play our, a few seconds. Our producer like has cut it out. Yeah. I don't know. So, okay, guess the song. Wait. Okay. 
you know. If it's it. the same song, I'll scream. Would it be? That would be pretty I don't crazy. know. Okay, here we go. Wow, okay, let's, here we go, Chanel, I'm being so slow. This one, dude. Mm, that oh. This. Yeah. Heart Runs by Heart John runs. Mark McMillan. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, that is like one where I will be, I'll be like, my heart runs. And I'm like, my and especially heart. when your husband sings it. I know. Dude, he mm -hmm. sings that song so well. Like, that's us. Yeah, yeah, and it's so good. And yeah. I granted, I've only heard her husband sing it. but That's fair. Um, there was that summer we sang it together. That is true. That's one um, Jasmine has it. Maybe on one episode, we'll just have you sing. But <laughs> it was, <laughs> but it was so good. So that's one of my favorites. How about you? Okay, mine is like a OG, OG, and Lord, I need you. Of course, mm, it just okay. honestly, I could hear it a quadrillion times, and I have. Got it. Um, but it is the first one that, like, I was in adoration, first time ever in my life. Mm. My husband started singing it, not my husband at the time, and I was like, "What is this?" Like, yeah. first time hearing the song, first time in adoration. And just wept, mm. wept. And still, every time, it'll start being played. And I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. And afterwards, I'll be like, why did you play that to my husband? Because no. he knows I'm going to weep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my... That's my go-to cry during adoration song. That's a good one. Wow. Well, I feel like, I mean, we have really covered the gamut from, you know, from charity to boundaries <laughs> to why the Jonas Brothers were singularly the main influence for my entire my personal relationship yeah. with Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Thank you so, so much, Kevin, <laughs> Joan, <laughs> and Nick. So I really feel like we have covered it. We have and, covered it. Yeah. And honestly, just a moment to, of thanks and gratitude to all the musicians out there mm. who have heavily influenced our faith because I know that it's hard out there making music, doing the thing. But for people like us, like my faith has been greatly influenced by the art that people have created. It's yeah. been such a gift. And when you think that the kids don't listen or it's not impacting, it is. It is. Even Just your husband, when whenever, you know, a group of us will be in a car and we'll be like, you know what we want to listen to? Old Aileron. And we'll play it and we're like, dude, this was and your husband like screaming. Yeah, and your husband will be like, okay. It got us through. Yeah, we're just like, dude, I used to listen to this song like all, all the, the time. time. Um, so yeah, so 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 good. Well it's a gift. Jasmine, um, it has been real. This has, has been, been great. As usual, um, what is it? Comment, rate. Like, subscribe. Comment, like, smash subscribe. That like smash that like button. <laughs> uh, tell your friends about us. Tell your friends. Uh, listen to us next mm -hmm. week. We're coming at you with great pop culture moments. We're so happy to yes. be here. And please pray for us. Yes. And we will be praying for you. Please pray for us. We'll talk to you guys soon.